Hello and welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me, they didn't have Ice Cube, so he bought vanilla ice. It is Nick Bassett. Welcome back to the country, Nicholas. Is that a comment on my uh, extreme paleness? Absolutely not. No, I'm just sticking with the offspring theme of introductions at the moment. It took me a grand total of like, four minutes to get the most sunburned I've ever been in New Zealand while I was there. <laughs> the ozone layer is severely lacking. Is it worse over there than it is oh, here? Way worse. I don't burn in Brisbane, even though it's a million degrees. And then over there, four minutes in the sun and I had sunglasses lines. I had like That's incredible. tan lines on the arms. Bouncing off all of the snowy peaks in the yeah, middle apparently. of the <laughs> or the uh, out on the harbour was not good water yeah. on the world's most pale man. Yeah. Yeah. How was it over there? Good. Good to see family, friends, etc. Yeah. Good to see everyone. Um, try not to drive to see anyone because it's pretty run down and awful, but actually seeing <laughs> seeing family and uh, and friends, yeah, always good. And then, uh, yeah, got to work in the dynasty offices for a bit and meet everyone there everyone's real cool so uh that was fun yeah good on you and uh the biggest question that everybody's been wondering is did you deliberately not pack your microphone no i genuinely forgot but now that i'm back i see kit as uh tapped out again so obviously we're just on a rotating basis now it is it appears that way yeah uh it must be said though that i think between the three of us we are just ridiculously busy at the moment i can even as i'm talking to you looking at the screen i can see the bags under my eyes at the moment (laughs) Uh, eyes are like sunken in and brown yeah whatever uh (laughs) i uh i've I've started asking myself what are we doing why are we why are we doing this and locking ourselves in every week for not only just an hour of recording but all of the work that goes in because we love it allegedly Yes, quote unquote, allegedly. <laughs> anyway, with, people, right? with that being said, uh, this week's episode again will be a hopefully a short and sharp one, just uh, recapping a bit of news and, and a few things we've spotted out out and about. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we will have some more interesting topics for you just when things probably settle down for us. Um, and I do promise we do have some guests on the way too. We, we've uh, already supposed to have had two guests recorded, but for various reasons, not not just ours, um, that um, we've had to postpone. So expect, I would say, in the next couple of weeks, there will be a rapid fire of uh, guests as we um, clear some of the slate. So uh, shall we tap into the news and, um, and, and get right into it? So to keep up with the visual references in today's show, you can visit our Instagram page at Field of Design Podcast and look out for the episode 48 highlights reel, Nicholas. Um, I always do. Check that good. out. And, and listen, of course. Uh, you can also find the source articles and reference links via our episode 48 page at thefieldofdesign.com. And as always, Actually, we, yep. I was just going to say, like, these guys say I don't listen, but who puts the quotes on the posts every week? 
I sh- surely I'm listening for, to at least some of it, right? Nah, nah. You're just skipping through, finding finding something in the track and going there. I'll find something there. I think the I'll, I think I'll the, be honest. I I used to listen to the full episode, and since Kit's highlights with timestamps come, oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Diverting uh, some of the responsibility. Yeah, I can just skip to that. Ah, oh, yes, here we go. There's a nice quote, and move on. Yeah, pulling pulling the curtains back a little bit. I used to listen <laughs> to the episode three times. Right um, now, I am not doing that either. <laughs> anyway, uh, people probably don't want to hear this, uh, no. but we do want to hear from you. So if you would like to get in touch with the uh, show, you can through our Instagram or via our email address, fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. And it should be said that definitely at the moment, it's the contact that we are having with the listeners that is really keeping us um well me anyway keeping us enthused to to get through this not to say that we're hating it but um yeah it's it's not just the the hour recording that goes into it so uh the news this week melbourne storm nick yes have you seen it the multicultural warm-up jersey that is allegedly being celebrated in rounds three and four. Oh, why why two rounds it's a great question. Do they have a home and away match? Perhaps that's why they're they're Maybe. adopting the two rounds. So from melbournestorm.com.au, seven of Melbourne Storm's most prominent cultures will be represented in multicultural round as the squad donned their new multicultural warm-up tee throughout multicultural round, open bracket, S, close bracket. With the club's celebration spanning over two weeks, Storm have celebrate, uh, created a tee to be worn in the pregame warm-up to represent the whole squad's heritage. To be fair, this looks great. I it think. does. It does look really good, Demi Castor. <laughs> yeah, good on them. They then hit one out of the park here. Um, uh, love the be. little like. Was that tequila sunrise? The the, the fade colors. Is that what yeah. that is? Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, but... Yeah, how good is this one though? Similar to the uh, that reds one we saw a few weeks back, and mm. um, doesn't have the same like. T- for me, this is a little bit more image traced rather than feels like it's properly illustrated or a little bit more, you know, yeah. structured than than the the reds one was. Um, that fade does seem to have like a bit of a watercolor texture in it too, particularly down the the lower end in the reds and oranges, um, more so than at the top. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I really like it. Um, Probably would prefer it in a raglan sleeve than a than no, a set in no, no. sleeve. I don't know. Just look at the way it's, it kind of just finishes along the. It does. The right shoulder's a bit weird, eh? The left shoulder's know, fine. You know what? It's nearly like the sleeves are on the wrong sides. Backwards. <laughs> well, it, obviously it can't be because of the the sponsors. But when you look at the pattern on the yeah. right hand sleeve, and it nearly feels like it. It probably doesn't line up, but it feels more suited to being on that the left hand sleeve. But yeah, and only a warm up, not a actual players, which is interesting. Something to do with the cap of numbers, maybe. Yeah, you'd guess so. Um, and being so early in the season, it's a jersey you would have had to start ages ago. Yeah, fair call. Yep. Waratahs doing. Yeah, the Waratahs. They've. Uh, I think this is probably just a bit of a 
a merch grab at the moment, but they've dropped a, uh, what are they calling it? A, um, it's not their heritage jersey, throwback jersey. Yeah. Which I think is maybe just more of a simplified replica of the, the on-field heritage jersey, but in more one of those classic long sleeves um, that seem to be making a bit of a comeback in the mainstream at the moment. Uh, not too much to report there other than probably the sales were going pretty well for the heritage and they yeah. wanted to to cash in a little bit more on, <laughs> in the in the merch range. That's again similar to the the reds from a couple of weeks ago and now nah, who who doesn't love a good retro cotton rugby jersey? Mm-hmm. Even though the, is it actually cotton? I don't know if that one is oh. actually cotton. Yes, it is. It is? Oh, yeah, there you go. Durable cotton. He's called it. He's he called it. it. And the, uh, the f- good that they've, like, pushed that heritage design even further because that's, that's a real good design for the on-field jersey. So mm. I'm sure the throwback will sell pretty well. Yeah. Um, and sticking with the Super Rugby for a second there, so the ACT Brumbies Clash First Nations jersey. So this is from Brumbies.rugby. The Safeguard Global ACT Brumbies are proud to unveil the club's 2023 Clash jersey featuring Indigenous artwork by proud Wiradjuri artist Jaden McLaughlin. The jersey is the first core ACT Brumbies jersey to feature the First Nations artwork. The club have, have... uh, having produced Indigenous playing jerseys in the past three seasons as well as Pacifica jerseys in 19 and 21. So I believe in the article what they're saying is this is part of their seasonal range um, and treated as a clash rather than a one-off First Nations jersey. Yeah, the full-away jersey, right? Uh, yes, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> I have the same thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the, that centered, centered artwork, I think, is painted by... Yeah, uh, they, um, that artist, the certainly does look like that. Yeah. I'd say and it sits a little bit weirdly on the dots, almost like it's just on there. The dots aren't sort of drawn around it, which we mm-hmm. like to see, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that sort of goes in and out of style, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think we've we've talked and critiqued Indigenous First Nations jerseys a fair bit um, since the po- podcast commenced, and I think we've kind of identified what we find from a professional jersey design sense, what works and doesn't work, and, um, you know, the same could be said outside of First Nations jerseys when things work and don't work, and I think this is just a bit of they've, they've got that design element, and then what can we do to... Um, Try and add some more. Try and add some more. Um, and we've just, um, you know, slapped some, uh, put some dots on behind it rather than really integrating it into the design. You know, it could be completely yeah. wrong and, and, you know, happy to be proven wrong. But, yeah, um, yeah, probably a little bit more could have been gone into the execution of applying that artwork to the jersey and making it fit. Also, the Safeguard Global ACT Brumbies. Yep. Just naming rights for like a team name just piss you off. It does to me. Yeah, it it it's not great, is it? You do see a lot of it's te- a lot teams. of teams going that way, and it's a money thing, so I understand it. But um, 
it's annoying. Yeah. I, I mean, even what is it? The the Socceroos are the Subway Socceroos, and the oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Matildas are the Commonwealth Bank Matildas, I think. So, Wallabies, you know, Gallagher Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One uh, New Zealand Warriors. I, I even think the Cowboys are the t- Toyota Cowboys when you look f- for them on some socials as well. So it's not, un- yeah, it's not uncommon. Um, no, definitely not uncommon. It's just, but yeah, I, I guess it's it's a step behind just being the Broncos. I mean, the Brisbane Broncos or the <laughs> Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite as uh, like. You don't lose any history, but it kind of doesn't feel you know, slightly tainted. Different. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. Hey, sticking just with, um, I suppose, the Brumbies, they're with O'Neills, aren't they? Yes. Yes. They have, you, have you noticed on O'Neill's socials and, and web page recently that there's a bit of a, a logo update there? With no there's, explanation, though, eh? It's, no it's no that... context. It's just happened. Yeah, I've, I've, I've tried to do a bit of a scoop around and, you know, there might be something on forums or something like that that I haven't gotten to. But, yeah, the O'Neill seem to be O'Neill Sport, only the AU or Australasian uh, sector of the, of the brand is sporting a new icon on their Instagram and, and socials without any context. So if anyone in the industry knows what's going on, let us know, or even Please just what that what that icon is supposed to. Is it an N? Is it an O and an N? Um, yeah, keen to know more. So Brisbane Lions. Yep. <laughs> let's let's put aside the result from round one. Did you end up watching the game in the end? Could you get it over there? In no, Zealand? I didn't watch the game. I was at the Blues versus Crusaders, which was a complete robbery, by the way. But I saw the halftime score. I was like, yeah, all right. Then I saw. Midway through the fourth quarter, and Jesus Christ, I was getting mm. messages. Friends were complaining to me. Not a good result from the, for the start of the season. Kit not a good laughing at us. Not a good result, but also uh, warm up jersey talking about not good things. Not, not good results. Do we have a rival for the Parramatta Eels? Uh, we could do. We very much could do. I would like some context as to what's exactly going on here. I haven't been able to find anything online to do with this as well, but uh, yeah, there's certainly been a, a miss of the mark with this warm-up shirt. Um, the lion gets lost in that mess <laughs> to, to kind of start with like the contouring needs to be a lot thicker lot or bigger. or not yeah i'd love to know i don't know i'd love to know what the uh well for those who haven't seen it the top half's like a charcoaly gray i guess you say mm. then some aboriginal line work and stuff on the sleeves um and then the bottom half is very reminiscent of the Parramatta Anzac jersey from last year. Mm. And I'd just love to know, yeah, what the splotches are. Reminds me of a guitar pick. That's what I see yeah, when yeah. I look at it. Yeah, A million just laid on top of each other. Or, um, you know, in The Lion King, when they draw the little guy in the sand and he's got like the, the paint on his head. I don't know, that, that silhouette. 
Um, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this one. Anyway. I don't mind the use of charcoal, though, for something different on the lines. Yeah. It's an odd... Well, in the photo that I'm looking at anyway, I'd have, it's a odd tone of charcoal too it's it's a very heavily green tealed charcoal yeah yeah Don't know what uh, not sure let's move <laughs> on anyway come on lines uh what have you got here mate new ireland logo yeah this one came out uh, a couple of weeks ago now but um we haven't touched on it yet so um yeah, the refreshed identity is comprised of redeveloped logos, including a new crest for the national football side for Ireland, along with the uh, association separately. Uh, and the new national team identity focuses on the shamrock, which with research undertaken by the FAI, um, between fans and players and stuff, they uh, pushed heavily to, to have the shamrock on the logo. So mm-hmm. uh, they've gone from the sort of shield shape they used to have to a very sort of modern uh, thing that's happening in football with the circle logo. Uh, mm. The three the three little flag colours down the bottom of the circle there is very reminiscent of the German logo. Um, I don't mind it, actually. I must yeah, admit. It, it's not terrible. Um, I... I do like the uh, FAI logo. Don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, like I said, I don't mind them at all. The orange, I probably don't like the shade of, but you can't help that with the colors of the country. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the new kit, the first kit it has been put onto has not been received too well. Okay. Is this the Twitter link that you've got here? Uh, no, oh. the the next one. <laughs> oh, oh um, yep, I see. Sorry. <laughs> the new home uh, island kit has been officially unveiled ahead of the team's upcoming games against Latvia and France uh, in the upcoming international break, and fans aren't to- totally sold on it, but the kit is uh, a green, obviously, with... Um, what do you say, like pinstripes? With, like pinstripes, yeah, and then some orange and green trim on a white collar um sponsor on the ladies not on the men's hmm. for different reasons castor kit um and apparently it's the worst pile of vomit ever served up as an island kit <laughs> <laughs> and who's <laughs> that quite from <laughs> oh, just a man <laughs> just a guy yeah uh, uh... and apparently the kit will retail at 80 pounds which is Apparently a ridiculous football prize kit. Um, so people are having a whinge about that too. I know the the Man United kit is, I think, less and all the big sort of club teams are all a little bit less than that as well. So you'd think yeah. a smaller in comparison Irish team would be not pushing those top clubs. But Well, I think it's unless there's some sort of um, price bracket or price lock in place for those type of things i think castor likes to position itself as a more high-end type of brand anyway yep. so i think if you go looking anything that's got a castor badge on it or made made by castor they they tend to you know push it up a bit ramp up the price uh so yeah overall uh i must admit i looking at the old 
um, Ireland logo. I'm, I am even more a big fan of the new clean um, circular design. Yep. Um, the kit itself, I mean, for context, I have no idea what the, <laughs> what the previous one is. I'm not the biggest fan of the neckline, but I can't really say it's, it's horrible. It's a nice, clean design. I dig the, um, what's it? What is it? Shamrock. The the yep. The, the shamrock on the socks. Um, I mean, I think the white shorts are really clean as well. And yeah, unless it's something to do with the the fabrics, um, I wouldn't say it's horrible. No, probably a little bit of an overreaction from said man who called it the worst pile of vomit, but um. Yeah, uh, it's not a terrible kit. I know Nike a few years back did the whole similar neckline with ribbed cuffs, similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah, like you say, shamrock on the socks looks great. The little detail on the side of the shorts with the green. Yeah. That's something else that we've seen a little bit of lately. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's good. Not bad. Not bad at all. Encircling back home again, uh, the Cowboys defense jersey seems to have made a bit of a leak, uh, being made available on retail at uh, a few, a few online stores and and a local, a local, yeah, mob. As far as I know, just the one store. They posted a little video of it, and then it's done a little bit of the rounds on social media. Um, So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see it when it gets fully released. Yeah, when is... Before Anzac Day. Anzac, yeah, so not not too far away. Just over a month away, yeah. So uh, someone not following the rules over there, reading the paperwork when shipments arrive at their... (laughs) No, someone wanted it out early. Yeah, get the jump. Uh, yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps us up this week, mate, unless you had anything else you wanted to touch on, any new perspectives since being over on the other side of the ditch? Uh, nothing too much. Uh, did my work, got it done, won't be moving home, glad to be home. How's, uh, how's Brisbane life? Brisbane oh, life. life. Oh, yeah, let's not mix up the stories. Uh, <laughs> Southeast Queensland life, <laughs> man. It's been it's been hot and humid. Uh, I am very much one looking forward to the colder months of the year. Very much. I don't like sweating, sure. sir. Only when <laughs> exercising. I shouldn't be sweating while working on a computer. No. Definitely I, not. Not in your own home office. I work hard, uh, <laughs> but but I don't need to be working extra hard. Have uh, you got uh, any fan questions for us this week? Nothing. No. Nothing no, too much. We uh we emptied the mailbox <laughs> before <laughs> last week's, and it's a short turnaround as well. We're back to regular recording scheduling this week compared to a late recording and release last week. So it's a short turnaround, so not much in the mailbox at all. I've got a couple of little ones for you, just last-minute things. Um, I know at Dynasty we do a little bit of sort of 
you know, the color of the navy might not be, you know, you can have different teams in different colors, mm. even though it's their navy sort of thing. What do you think on uh, clubs sort of like trademarking a color? Do you think that's important, the, the exact shade of navy or shade of purple? All right. Well, we probably need to discuss what context it's in. Are we talking around uh, NRL, AFL, Super Rugby Club doing that, or are we talking about something a little bit smaller? Um, I, I mean, I know from an SSN point of view, there are a couple of teams that have similar colours, but uh, I'm pretty sure not allowed to use the exact same one. So, for instance, I know that Lightning have purple in their color base, but it's it's not the exact same purple that the Firebirds use. Firebirds, yep. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure that they're not allowed to use the same color. Um, definitely uh, when it comes to, like, clashes at least, which would be the same for any any competition anyway. Um, but if you were to come to me and say, you know, and sticking with purple for a minute, you know, Mel- Melbourne Storm or um, Fremantle wanting to own this purple and no one else can use that purple. Um, I don't know. Do they have that power to have that say? Purple yeah, is probably I'd... not a great example. Maybe a red or a blue would be yeah, probably a bit Another better. one I think of is... You know, the bigger teams in European football have, you know, the, the shade of red is quite a big thing every year of what they use. And it's not like it's the same red every year. I know Manchester United in 06, 07 went for this almost maroon red. And then you get these other reds, which are, which are very like that sort of shock red kind of bright, almost orange. And then you're almost desaturated red on some things so yeah i don't know clubs can can own their colors but you do see some play around with the colors year to year as well yeah i I think more overseas than in australia though definitely uh definitely yeah and and that's an interesting one when you talk about premier league as well because it's nearly like every team over there has uh owns a red in some capacity yeah Um, red Yeah, I suppose, you know, the argument could be made if you've been around for 200 years and you've used that exact same shade of red, then, you know, you probably have some right to it or own it. Mm. Um, You know, you could have that argument about black and white vertical stripes in the AFL at the moment. Um, That's an ongoing debate. Uh, You know, so if you were the only club that were using said red for the first 180 years and then another team has come on board and is trying to use that exact same red yeah i guess you you probably could have some would be a little bit miffed right conversations <laughs> there yeah but i don't know in the general context i'd say no <laughs> and another sort of last minute question um obviously kit's told the story about putting his initials on the australian spew jersey that made it onto fifa and stuff Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to be vain or anything, but do you think designers of the kits should be able to sort of put their initials in it more or, or get a bit more credit for what they do personally? Or do you think it's better for it to be a, a company thing? Yeah, that is such a 
multifaceted question. Um, you could talk about that for any art, not just, yeah. I think, jersey design, right? Um, you know, there are a lot of examples where some artists do not take on work that they, you know, freelance artists do not take on work that they have to actually sell the rights to. They will only take on, you know, work that they have perpetual um, commissions for or, or ongoing ownership of particularly yeah. musicians uh, a lot, I've what I've heard and found. Um, so I don't, I don't know. If you're... Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we, as apparel designers, we work for Valor or Dynasty or whoever. Yep. So we we already are employed by a company to to do our job, and our job is sometimes to design concepts for comp- brands that we do not even own. So the Cowboys or the Titans or the Firebirds or whoever. So it's it's nearly like a third degree of design, right? You're yeah. employed by said company to design concepts for another company. So you're using their IP, the team's IP. Yep. You're, then you're using the tools that have been supplied to you by your employer. Um, and then you're incorporating the knowledge and experience and talents of yourself. Um, you're being paid for that. The clubs are paying in some capacity, one way or another, are paying for your employer. Um, it's blurred lines. Look, <laughs> I, I, I don't recommend it, but if you can hide your initials in there or hide some sort of personal insignia, insignia on there, um, by all means, go for it. I would be lying if I said I haven't put things in old designs as well, not, not as brazen as initials on the sternum of a football jersey but uh you know there's always things that you can put in and you know when you see it on tv or when you go into the store and see it hanging up on merch or you see someone walking in you know social team down the street and you know you've secretly (laughs) put something somewhere Um, yeah i can't can't say i've ever done it yet putting a little something hidden away um but yeah, obviously, you know, we get the pleasure of knowing what we've done, and I certainly don't feel the need to have my initials out there. Obviously, you know, if you see your company getting good feedback, you f- you feel proud about that, and you know, as a freelancer, maybe you want it a bit more, and that's why these special jersey designers get a bit more coverage with the indigenous art or or whatever. But um, yeah, to me, you know. My work that I do has been sourced by the company I work for, so it's not me going out and picking up all these clients and and doing all that kind of stuff as well. And I think it also depends on your personality. Like, again, our, our most brazen of all three of us um, <laughs> personalities is not here right now to, to vouch for the other end. But for me personally, um, being in the industry uh, since 2015 now, there's nothing still that excites me more than whether it's a semi-pro team or a local, you know, Tuesday night social comp or anything in between, nothing that excites me more than 
seeing a finished product in the flesh um, and that team going and wearing it or picking up their uniforms or receiving their uniforms. The level of excitement that uh, they share um, is enough of a reward for me personally. Um, and, and, you know, that might not be the reason why you, why you're chucking your initials on the, on the front or, (laughs) you know, putting your, your, um, own, um, mark on it. But, uh, that's where my reward comes from seeing people excited to see their jerseys or seeing someone excited to go to a, a match and purchase a piece of merchandise that you've designed. Um, you know, any, anything from something you might, you you know, you might've spent, I don't know, an hour on versus, you know, six weeks on, or even ideas that you've had for, for five years that you've never been able to implement because they've been rejected on this design concept or, you know, that club has, has, um, decided not to progress with that design and, and it sits in an archive somewhere until it's the right spot to be used. That's that's yeah. just it's still the most exciting part of it for me. Uh, I think I completely agree in that you know you see something, someone walking past you on the street, or you know more recently for me starting to see stuff pop up on TV, and you sit on your couch and you're, oh shit, you know how cool is it that I did that, and all your family and friends see it and they're proud of you. It doesn't really bother me the the wider public know who I am or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mate. When <laughs> when I'm walking down the street, my wife knows now when I'm pointing something out that I've worked on or designed. Yeah, <laughs> bless her heart. She does not even. I mean, she cares, but she doesn't care, right? Like <laughs> she humors me, but uh, yeah, yeah, and, and and yeah, that excitement level is still there. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it'll ever get. Uh, boring for me to see my stuff end up on a field somewhere. Yeah. What else you got? Anything? Nah, those those are the two I had. So, um, yeah, thanks for them. And, yeah, we'll move on. Move on. That uh, pretty much actually wraps us up, mate. Uh, so we obviously would love to hear from you. If you're listening uh, and haven't had a chance to write in yet, please just um, – just say good day. Just jump on the Instagram, hit that little message button, and just give us a wave or something, so we uh, we know that you're there and listening. Uh, if we have said anything today that you disagree with, uh, too bad. Nah, let us know. <laughs> um, <laughs> let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, anything that's popped up in the news, anything that we've mentioned in the last few weeks, or anything that we may have missed. Um, you can get out, uh, get in touch with us, as we said, via Instagram at Field of Design Podcast or email us, fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you are not following us yet on Instagram, maybe you should give us a bit of a thumbs up and a like. Do it. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. Get those notifications anytime a new episode drops. Um, and most importantly, Nick, what am I going to ask? I have to ask you this week. Kit's not here. You never get to answer how many stars we get. Nah, but I'm very greedy. How many do you want? Minimum of five. Minimum. Okay. Minimum. Minimum of five. 
let's <laughs> let's get that get the seesaw back up the other way. I feel like <laughs> we've been encouraging low star levels, and uh, I honestly, <laughs> I actually, honestly, don't know if uh, if the stars more stars mean more traffic comes our way, or uh, any stars means that traffic comes our way. But yeah, five for us. Thank you, uh, and a review. It's always get uh, good for the uh, old database too. Thank you, mate. Welcome back. Yep. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next week. And um, maybe we'll get all three of us on for an episode this year at some point. Maybe. There we go. All right. <laughs> see you, mate. Hooroo.